Pokemon all to a brand new and very exciting episode of Talk About It podcast. I've been so excited to release this episode for weeks now and it's finally come. The release date is here. I'm so excited to be saying that I will be chatting to the Junior Fresh Film presenter this year, Mary Claire, and also the Senior Fresh Film Festival presenters, which were Stephen Byrne and Gemma Bradley. Unfortunately, I didn't get to meet Mary Claire in person this year. I was only down for the Senior Fresh Festival Award, but I can tell you Stephen and Gemma are such wonderful people. We had a great chat at Fresh and again, another great chat here on this podcast and Mary Claire it was such a pleasure to chat to we had a great laugh and we all hope you really enjoyed this episode I have a feeling you will so I won't leave you hanging let's get straight into it as always I'm delighted to announce that this week's talented young musician is Katie Phelan with her original song Duvet Day if you like what you hear on this episode then I encourage you to give her a follow on Instagram at Katie underscore Phelan underscore her Instagram can also be found on my own Instagram page at underscore talk about a podcast where I have posted the announcement of her feature on my episode. Katie is a singer-songwriter from here in Ireland and this is her brand new song which I absolutely adore and I know you guys will too. It's something really special I think. So I won't leave you hanging without any further ado. This is Duvet Day by Katie Phelan. I'm a It's raining outside today And I don't know why I plan to get up today But now I'm feeling shy I am so tired and I don't know 
So I am absolutely delighted to be joined here by TikToker and the host of uh, this year's Junior uh, Fresh Film Festival, uh, Mary Claire. How are you doing today? Hi, Emelina. How are you? Nice to meet you. Thanks for having me. Oh, my God. It's my pleasure. I've just loved your videos on TikTok. That's how I knew you, first of all. Um, So when Fresh told me that you were presenting the Junior Festival, I was like, oh, my goodness, I know exactly who she is. I relate completely to her uh, Some of your TikTok videos is about being in all girls school. I was like, I can relate to that. I've been there. Um, and then I realized as well, you worked with RTE and you were actually uh, co-hosted a show uh, with Sean Tracy and RTE Junior as well. So it all came together. It all came to it me is. eventually. <laughs> it, it all came full circle because, um, of course, Sean ended up winning the senior awards um my co-host on co-host on ace my space so uh, i actually didn't see him when i was down there because i was there for the junior awards on the wednesday and then i had to head back up to dublin so we actually were like ships in the night we miss each other but i was absolutely <laughs> delighted for him he's so passionate about filmmaking yeah um, like anytime we were filming the show we did two seasons of ace my space and two christmas specials so i actually feel like when we first started doing the show sean was 15 so mm-hmm. like we've seen him grow up and he's so interested in the behind the scenes and um kind of the, the filmmaking aspect to making the show so it's been I'm delighted for him like he's just he's brilliant like he's so passionate about it as well he is yeah he's he's incredible and he started off with YouTube and look where he is now it's amazing um and for yourself as well look you're you're working with RTE you're having loads of projects and different things you're hugely involved in you know media and creativity so how did that start for you Well, similar in a way. I, I started off on YouTube myself and um, I got spotted back in 2019. Um, but I suppose it all starts back oh, about 10 years ago. Um, I started YouTube when I was in secondary school. And um, basically, I one summer, I just like I used to be obsessed with watching bloggers and bloggers and people who were making sketches on YouTube. And like, you know, I'm from like a farm in County Leash. Like we didn't have you know much camera equipment or anything like that so I think I borrowed a camera off a friend and decided to just like I'm going to start being a YouTuber I guess and I made the worst YouTube channel and I can say that because I've grown a lot from it it was <laughs> awful and it was called hey it's Mary Claire and I had this horrendous little intro every episode where I go hey it's Mary Claire <laughs> it was bad and I think I went back to school after the summer and like people had seen it and I got increasingly more like embarrassed so I deleted it um but then I started up again when I went to college so um my name which I use for everything is MC loves to laugh and actually I've had that username since I was about 12 13 years of age and that was my watching uh YouTube channel and then when I started again in college I kind of just kept the username and I've kept it all this time but um but that's how I got started I was on YouTube making kind of little silly sketches silly videos like very Uh, kind of half blogging but I never really felt like I was a vlogger um, I always kind of wanted to do sketches but I felt like YouTube was never the platform for that yeah uh, which is kind of why now I'm gone way into TikTok because I feel like I can make quick silly stupid little sketches and it's kind of gone that way um, but like I I started off doing law like I have an undergraduate degree in law um, oh, wow. okay. so yeah yeah so <laughs> don't hire me as your solicitor or you will not do well and um, I got an email one day Uh, randomly saying that they saw me on YouTube and would I be interested in auditioning for this kid show and I was like oh my god what <laughs> I thought it was like a spam email I didn't think it was like anything yeah um, and they replied and then they asked me to come on audition and then when I actually this is the thing 
it's funny talking about Sean Tracy he was there for the audition he'd already been selected as the co-host okay and um I he was kind of auditioning with um three or four of the people and uh, I went in I was like I've never done anything like this before like I've never done like I don't have an agent I'm not like this is not my gig and I kind of was like okay I'm just gonna be confident you know I'm Mary Claire the farmer from Leash you know blah, blah, blah. So I walked in <laughs> and I was like well what's the crack Sean do you ever milk a cow and he turns around <laughs> around and he says no I'm actually vegan and it's like oh no I've completely shot myself in the foot here now but actually Ruth Tracy the director from Taylor Films absolutely loved the dynamic between the two of us yeah um and I ended up getting it and that was where it all kind of began in 2019 and we did season one of Ace My Space and then I was invited to come and audition for a show called Martin Shed um which was like myself and a puppet Pine Martin called Martin Pine and we did um, two seasons of that, one of which was in Homeschool Hub. Then we did the second season of Ace My Space. And I guest started in a show called Gamer Mode. And it just one thing led to another. And like, I've just been unbelievably fortunate that I've been given kind of different opportunities and been able to avail of these things, um, particularly in the last two years with everything going on. Like it's been very, very, um, I've been very fortunate to get these opportunities. And I'm filming a really fun show at the moment now with um, for, with Moon Tour John, John Sharpson, that will be out sometime in the next two months. So um, Amazing. very lucky, that, but it all, it all started from YouTube. It all just started from making making silly vlogs in my bedroom, and uh, and I still make silly videos to this day. That hasn't stopped. I still do TikTok. Yesterday, I posted a video of me pretending to be in the bog. So, like you know, the content <laughs> is just top tier. I believe. <laughs> well, listen, that's oh. all. The, it's the joy of media, though. It makes people happy. It makes people laugh, and I just I love that kind of side of media because it makes people smile and feel good about themselves especially I think for younger kids as well but I think when you come on to TikTok or RT or any platform you just bring smiles to everyone's faces and it's just that benefit of creativity and media is amazing oh yeah no absolutely thank you and I and you know what I think it's it's such um because I kind of started making videos I think at a at a point where video kind of was becoming more accessible in a way cameras were becoming cheaper quality was going up price was coming down I think it got a lot of people interested like this is the thing like Fresh Film Festival is around for 26 years um but I never knew about it from when I was in secondary school um like we were more I suppose more of a academic school I suppose they were more driven towards like the BT Young Scientists for example so we didn't really know that it existed but now it's become so widespread like the two days of awards for juniors and seniors it was televised like it's it's so great that kids have that platform now to say, I can now, without, with a phone, with a camera, with anything, can make a film and submit it and have a chance to get it seen on an international scale. And it's just, it's fantastic to see because if I knew about it and when I was in school, I 100% would have been one of the kids kind of um, applying to it. Because I think it, it just kind of democratizes filmmaking, do you know? Yeah, it does. And listen, I only found out about it maybe two years ago myself and listen if oh, I found out about younger I definitely would have entered when I was younger do you know what I mean and it's hmm. such a fantastic and I think that's why I got so excited that it's on RT now because way more people are going to see it but what was it like for you to be a part of Fresh this year and to present the Junior Festival? Oh yeah it was I was so delighted to be asked like um, Rachel Power from the Fresh Film team she reached out to me and asked me uh, would I host the Junior Awards and I was like so honored like because I'd never um you know while my presenting um I've done thus far it's been very much kind of my personality in shows and I haven't really had that kind of straight presenter kind of gig yet it's always kind of me 
acting a bit of an idiot, as my dad would say. Um, but, you know, lovingly, that's kind of the kind of role I play on TV and I absolutely love it. So it was really nice to kind of get to front something like that. And But yeah. more so, uh, that's from a more selfish standpoint. It was really, really great. Meeting kids and chatting to kids, it was just great. Um, yeah. And talking to schools and like, even like, I was doing some behind the scenes for RT Kids TikTok. And they were like, can we be in a TikTok? Can we jump in? And I was like, yes, let's all do a TikTok together. It was just so much fun. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, there's, you know, it was just, a, it's a great fest. And to 100%. see the animations that these kids were making and kind of stop motion and, um, you know, different actual types of drawings and the characters they've created like at that age that's amazing like it really really is really great and to be able to have the technology to put their creativity into something like that it's just brilliant yeah that was my next question actually what was it like watching those kind of young filmmakers because all these filmmakers are from the ages about 8 to 12 in and around and Mm -hmm. it's amazing I think to have people kids that young just decide themselves yeah I'm going to do this and I'm going to make a film and I'm going to go out and with my friends and get this done mm-hmm. like it's just incredible absolutely and that's the thing because you know you have um there was a lot of like zombie apocalypse themed films so I don't know if that's like uh some kind of <laughs> motif in, in relation to the last two years you know everybody kind of carrying indoors and running away from these zombies and it's like mm. you can actually see the link that this you know type of kind of genre was used to kind of vo- voice these stories and obviously genuinely did have, um, you know, a place from the last two years. And you can see how they've kind of correlated that. And yeah. even, you know, and then the animation as well, which I really was so impressed with because um, like, as I said, motion graphics would be kind of what I, I would do a lot of. And like, it's a tough thing to get um, to get going in animations, understanding the dynamics. Like, there's so many different principles in animation and just to see kids as young as eight years of age, like making little films and short films um, in, in that complicated format like it's it's absolutely brilliant and like you have to think as well you're like if they're doing this at eight what are they going to be like at 18 and then again you know they're in the working world of film like it's it's very impressive it is I think it's amazing to be around people that passionate and people that creative it's just incredible do you have any tips for anyone listening um maybe in a younger demographic who or even my age who just want to get started but don't necessarily know how to in in any creative form yeah absolutely I think the trope is to say just get out and do it and I know while that can be helpful in a way I know there's probably more practical sides to it like from my perspective rather than down the film route I kind of went more down the design route but like it all started from a love of editing creating video uh, like I talked about in college how I started getting into it like I created um, a campaign video for my friend who was running for welfare officer in the students union in DCU mm-hmm. at the time and like we that was my first full-scale production we made a thing called 50 shades of Donal and I actually played the role <laughs> of Anastasia Steele uh, putting my fringe to good use but um, you know it was very very <laughs> of its time but like that was my first time but I had one little Canon camera that I had um, I had a, a terrible uh, Dell laptop that was on its last legs and that was just a matter of us having an idea and just running with it and I think a lot of the time like, the, and the difference is like so much of as a, uh, technology and kind of equipment is becoming more accessible like look at iPhones look at phones in general you have a, a camera that is of HD and actually even 4k quality now in your at your hand which is something that we wouldn't have had five ten years ago so I think don't be afraid to follow the exact filmmaking conventions that you think are there like you know when you start making film yes there are 
industry standard practices when it comes to audio and audio recording and of course like formats for editing but like when you're starting at a space level don't be afraid to experiment just just like see what comes out of your own creativity because if you're filming something and kind of worried about too much about the aesthetics you could get lost a little bit in the storytelling do you know what I mean so I think the beauty of something like fresh film and and the age group it's targeted at it, it gives you a little bit more freedom to not worry about the strict kind of um, formats and quality that you need maybe as you you know get older and you're an adult and you work in kind of getting your films into other film festivals you kind of have the freedom to play around with that and get that part of it right before you worry about the the rest of it yeah. um so yes yeah, so that's my long-winded way of saying just get out and do it guys no that's exactly <laughs> what I was trying to avoid but I think just play around and experiment and, and work with what you have and you don't have to have the best equipment you don't have to have perfect audio quality you don't have to have um the best editing suite at your fingertips but but it's almost like a fresh film and festivals like it or almost like it's a picture in time like you kind of that's what you submitted at that time that was the creativity you were feeling at that time and it's kind of uh, locks it in a little bit which is which is nice I love that I think I think that's so true as well and I was talking to the founder of the Fresh Film Festival Jane Foley and she was saying it's so funny to watch all the films through time like 26 years ago they were getting films in these caskets and now they're getting films online and they're all about different things like two years ago, uh, not even two years ago, last year was about COVID and this year there's barely any films about COVID. So it's just, like you said, a screenshot in time. That's what it is. And I think you put it so well there. Thanks. Thank you. I was just going straight to consciousness there. So there you go. It worked out. <laughs> it did. Mary Claire, honestly, it was such a pleasure to chat to you. I'll have to move on to the last two questions um, before we wrap up. Um, my first question is, what is a quote you live by and why? Oh, this is a good one. For me, and hear me out on this now, unironically, okay. is live, laugh, leash, right? <laughs> so this quote is obviously a, a take on live, laugh, love. But live, laugh, leash kind of came about because talking about like 2021 um, was the year I kind of started into TikTok and making videos. And it, I had this kind of live series of what I would talk about, which was live, laugh, leash, um, because my username is MC Loves to Laugh. And I, and I do love to laugh. I, I, I'm a fan of laughing. Um, but Live, Laugh, Leash kind of came around uh, and it is something I kind of stick by because it's like, I like, to, I like videos that make me laugh. I like videos that drive me on to make the next one. And I make a lot of videos about Leash. <laughs> um, but that, that quote to me kind of encompasses my 2021. It was kind of everything I did in terms of online media in 2021 because, um, you know, you know, pandemic was still ongoing and I didn't know what was happening with TV and stuff like that. So it was almost a mantra I lived by myself uh, when I did stuff online. You got to live, you got to laugh and you got to talk about leash. And if I do that much a few times a week on TikTok, I'll be happy. That's my quote <laughs> to live by. <laughs> I love that one. I think that's so cute. I love that one. Slice and not. <laughs> live, laugh, leash. Not live, laugh, love. Live, laugh, that leash. leash. <laughs> I'll be taking that away anyway. <laughs> And one thing uh, you would like people to take away from our conversation here today. Oh, very good. I think, you know what, when it comes to um, creativity, don't let trends or don't let, uh, you know, idea of what other people might um, think of you for posting stuff online or do and make and create things that make you not only laugh, don't not only make you happy, but make you feel passionate because yeah, trends come and go and kind of formats change and, you know, filmmaking styles and different things. Use the time now in school as a teenager, as a young person, 
to explore these things because it's such an important and, and valuable time in your life because you really get to just learn and nothing has to be perfect and you can kind of use this time to figure out what you like doing be it in filmmaking be it being a barrister maybe it is being a barrister don't let me don't let me turn the you off it. um but use this time to really figure out what makes you happy and makes you um kind of tick i guess and and don't uh don't let kind of what way am i trying to say this don't let um online media or kind of people who seem to be on the outside doing really really well and making the best content and have the best videos and everything seems great don't let that discourage you because you know that's only a that's only a snippet of what's really going on and you know you may think i can't do you know i can't do that because that person's doing it and they're they're so much better than me they're so much you know more experienced than me doesn't matter anyone can start a new hobby a new pastime a new passion and it just just because somebody else has done it before it shouldn't mean that you shouldn't do it as well so there you go that's amazing but it's so well mary claire thank you so much for chatting with me today i really appreciate it and i really enjoyed our chat Oh, no, no, thank you so much. So I am so excited today to be joined by Stephen Byrne and Gemma Bradley, who hosted the Senior Fresh Film Festival this year that was aired on RTE. Guys, how are you doing today? I'm fantastic. Thanks for having me. Yeah, all the better to see both your beautiful faces. Oh, well, thank you. And guys, it's amazing to have you on. Thank you so much for, you know, taking time out of your day to join me. Um, I suppose I want to start, Stephen, I'll, I'll... kick it off with you I suppose I just want to start by asking you what it was like hosting Fresh this year and being part of of the festival because you're a, a radio presenter a tv presenter and you present on RTE I believe like the behind the, the the Oscars from LA you do it here in Ireland so what was it like doing a, a, a film festival closer to home so much fun especially because last year we did it online and that was completely different um but from the get-go I was just pumped because I heard that Gemma was involved and I thought that was such an exciting addition to it as well and I think we also didn't really know what to expect when me and Gemma showed up we both kind of looked at each other like oh this is a lot bigger than I thought it was gonna be (laughs) so yeah the, the, the fact that it was a tv show I think was great and the fact that you can champion young people and and really push you know them to fingers crossed be the ones that people like us are interviewing on the carpet of the Oscars in, in years to come is is something very exciting but yeah it was it was just a, a wonderful energy to be part of it I think everybody was just so excited to be there especially after everything that we've gone through over the last two years and being able to see your cinema your, your movies on a cinema screen as well is uh is huge but definitely the talent was amazing and I think everybody should be really proud of themselves no, definitely, Stephen. Listen, the atmosphere was completely electric when you're there. You just couldn't escape it. It was fantastic. And I'm so excited that you said that, you know, these are names where hopefully we are going to be seeing on the Oscars. I'm not going to say hopefully, because there's definitely a few names that, you know, even us ourselves, I've been chatting to so many filmmakers during the week and everyone has so much passion and so many ideas. It's just been so fantastic to hear. And you can't help but think of the next big thing that's to come for them. Gemma, what was your experience like in in hosting these awards and being a part of just this fantastic experience? Yeah, I mean, I felt like I really just soaked it all in, you know, the energy in the room, just the buzz about the whole event was great and um, get to see even like some of the snippets of what the filmmakers have done um, was incredible. I was so impressed by the work and I know I would never be able to do something like that myself. So I was I was really stunned. And um, yeah, I just thought it was a great day. And for me, it was something completely different. Um, I've never done kind of like a film festival before. So 
it was really nice to do that and also just seeing everybody's reactions when they were going up getting their awards and the fact that we got it on tv as well is incredible and it's just an even bigger platform for them to you know promote themselves and their other work that they're going to be doing as they get older so yeah it was fantastic yeah I mean it was such a fantastic um opportunity for everyone I think everyone was just so buzzed that it was on RT because that was just a, a step in the right direction you know Fresh has been around for 26 years and if you're a filmmaker or a young person in Ireland um who's interested in the media you would have heard of Fresh but it's fantastic that they had such a big big platform this year especially for young people I think it's it's so important yeah I think um I mean seeing your yourself on TV is always going to be exciting but recognition at that stage it's kind of I think it makes everybody go oh you know it gives you gives you a taste of it and gives you also I think really good uh, constructive criticism as well towards your work you'll self-analyze you'll talk to all the other filmmakers that are there in the room and everybody's kind of comparing what they've done and I think that really kind of it's a healthy competition between all the young people they're all very much like oh I'm gonna get better for next year oh if I do this next year then maybe I'll be able to get in the top three sort of thing so um I think it's just a really lovely environment in that aspect <laughs> no, I definitely love that camaraderie between each of the filmmakers as well. It felt like a little family, which is really, really nice. Um, and I just love the fact that, you know, there is a space like that for that talent to be nurtured and, you know, and explored because, you know, when you're at school and stuff like that, it's not always been like, you you could do this, you know, you could make films, you could direct, you could act. Um, so I think it's great that there's a space for that and that it really is just flourishing. Yeah, I mean, it is fantastic. And the, to the whole team behind Fresh for doing it every year. I mean, Jane talked so passionately about it when I interviewed her and just even at the festival, she was just so excited to have created the space for young people and long may it last. But Gemma, yourself, you're a musician. You uh, present a show on BBC Radio. So what's it like for you to, to watch young people start off in media so young? And, and do you want to tell us your experience in getting into that kind of media? Yeah, I mean, for me, um, I, I suppose I've always been a musician, kind of, I started young that way and I was nurtured um, through um, like a talent kind of a place called Glasgowbury and they really helped me grow as like an artist, as a performer, um, even I remember the first time I was told to host the gig and talk on the microphone that used to petrify me and um patty from glasgow was like Gemma, go on you can do this and without having that little push i might not be able to do stuff like that today um so that's why i think it's so important that we are kind of nurturing that talent um and then kind of on the media side presenting and things like that the more i did it you know um the more i loved it and um got different opportunities different um different sort of gigs um and just been trying my best to get better and better as you do it's one of those things that you're always learning but i'd say my kind of advice for young people trying to get into media and stuff like that is you know sometimes there are going to be no's and to remember that that's okay um just because somebody said no it doesn't mean that somebody else isn't going to say that you know they're going to say yes or sometimes the time isn't always correct but timing really matters i think um and that that will happen for you and also don't give up just keep going and make sure that you're having fun when you're doing it because if you're not having fun you're not doing it right you know and um, so i think that would be my my main sort of advice for that 
And great advice it is as well. I mean, it's so fantastic to hear you speak so, so passionately about what you do and to, to hear how much, you know, you've grown and you've kind of just touched on it there. And Stephen, I want to ask you that, you know, there is going to be a lot of no's in this industry. I think a lot of people, what discourages them is that there are more no's and yeses and you're not, you have to make opportunities for yourself sometimes. And I think that's a lot of, of what happened during COVID, just opportunities were cut off for so many young people. So we were told to, as young people, we were definitely told to go out and just do it yourself. Um, and thankfully, mm-hmm. so many people have. But yourself, Stephen, like what, what is it like being in the industry as a radio presenter, as a TV presenter? And, you know, what advice, like Gemma, would you give other young people trying to pursue such a competitive industry? Don't compare yourself to anyone else. That's what I've always tried to tell myself because it's very easy to kind of look at jobs that people get and go, when did I get that? do that (laughs) and be like oh you know they're you know is it because they're this or that or all those other things um and sometimes like I said it's just not for you at the time so if you just avoid comparing yourself to anyone else and focus in on I guess what you think makes you unique and just really kind of uh run run with that ahead and, and try kind of sound out the noise because we can get quite you can get I've seen people get quite bitter you know quite easily um and that's literally through I guess not putting themselves fully out there to to get the opportunities and there will be no's like you said and they'll knock you down but um they're they're good lessons and I always say your mistakes are the best things you'll ever do I lucky enough got to start an RT when I was 17 and I would rather they delete the first four years of my existence in RT because it is not a good experience for anybody and I hope nobody watches back but I got to make a lot of mistakes and I I felt very fortunate for that because I was young and um, it really taught me a lot. So if you make mistakes, don't be so hard on yourself. Look at yourself and go, what can I do that will fix that? And I won't do that next time. I think um, my first radio experience, I I forgot to turn key on the thing and I didn't go on air. (laughs) I was like (laughs) bopping away to music for myself, like having a great time. (laughs) It wasn't, it wasn't doing anything. (laughs) <laughs> the, the station was off air for 20 minutes I'm like, what? Oh, oh my goodness is, yeah, not great <laughs> well listen how do you put yourself out there guys how do you put yourself out in this industry I mean it, it, it's great to say just do it but sometimes it's it's hard to know how to make it till you make it <laughs> yeah, I live you know? by that <laughs> yeah I think there's a real sense of you know you have to you have to rally yourself up give yourself confidence especially in these days you know when you look at TikTok and Instagram, everybody's a, a content creator. Even your mom's a content creator these days because she's putting up photos and everything. So in that sense, you know, to put yourself out there is can be quite a, a daunting thing because you're like, everybody's being so loud at the moment. But I think if you just kind of believe in yourself and really look at your your uniqueness in, in whatever way that is, because there is nobody like you and, and figure out what sort of niche you think you have that makes you different. Like let's say Gemma, like the fact that she's an artist, she knows music. That means she knows music in a way that other presenters might not be able to because she creates music. So that's a a massive USP when it comes to, you know, what she does. So introducing new artists in that sense, you trust her. You're like, okay, that's different. That's, that's, she's an artist herself. And I think that really kind of can make a, a, a real difference if you know what you're good at and what makes you different to other people. I think that's a really great point. I'm a hundred percent, you know, because there's a lot of people in the industry so when you find that unique quality 
run with it and go with it um i'd also say don't be afraid to put yourself out there you know um there are loads of different events and things like that where you can network and meet people that might be able to help you out in the long run but it's really important to make those connections because it might not happen straight away but you know maybe you met somebody a year ago and now you're in a better position or you know you've really went and practiced and now you're in a position to go look this is what I do would love for you to hear a demo or something like that and that's when they might take you on and be like oh that's right I met them at this event they asked me about where I live I don't know you know what I mean but um things like that and I think it does take time to do that because I remember when I was going to networking events and being like oh I have to sell myself to people this is so gross but then I took you know a couple of breaths and was like they're just people we're all humans we all just want to chat and what you find a lot of the times is when you are networking with people at sort of industry events, a lot of people are there by themselves. So they're so glad to have somebody to chat to. Um, so I think that's really important to take that in as well. That is great advice. And I never, I never thought of it like that. I think networking is, is so important for young people. And listen, so many people have come away from Fresh this year, having met so many new people and many mm. new, new friends and new connections and new opportunities. It's been fantastic. Um, Gemma, I suppose I just want to, before we just continue on about the fresh conversation, I want to ask you about your, your music career because I play a lot of um, new musicians on this on this podcast. I've played um, people, local uh, local musicians here, like um, Ashley. I've played bigger musicians who are in LA, like Kaylee Spivey. Um, and, you know, all of these musicians are just so passionate about that, what they do and like yourself, um, just love what they do. So do you have any, I suppose, um advice for these young musicians or how to just make the music that that means the most to them i mean i think the first thing i would say is be authentic to you you know and make your music for you unless that's not what you want to do um but you know if you're really loving what you're putting in other people will love that too and that's okay you know um like i say i just think it's really lovely to see when artists are just being themselves and you can really tell that in a song too um and even if it's like a really oddly specific lyric i love things like that personally um but yeah i just think that's really important also another kind of thing that i always say to artists is just like make sure you have a plan maybe don't just throw something out and kind of hope for the best if you have a plan in place that goes such a long way, whether that is, you know, making sure to send it out to radio on time or getting it uploaded onto streaming platforms or having a kind of release campaign, getting some photos done, having a nice photo shoot, that sort of thing, um, helping promote it. Because it, it is tough being an artist, especially when you're a new artist, you know, you're independent, it's DIY. So you have to be the, you know, the promoter, the A&R, the plugger, everything, obviously the performer, the writer. So it is a lot, um, but also don't be afraid to ask for help. Um, a lot of people in the industry are so willing to just chat and chat about music and how they did this and how they got to where they are now. So if you're, and you know, you like somebody and their stuff and really admire what they've done, just give them a message again sometimes they'll say no sometimes they'll say yes grab a coffee whatever um but yeah i think that really goes a long way as well um and also don't be disheartened 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 um but don't be disheartened also um if you know you don't get a reaction straight away from a song don't put so much pressure on yourself to be like i have to hit this and it's the end of the world if i don't get this many plays or 
whatever because you are on your own journey so it kind of comes back to that comparison as well that Stephen had mentioned about don't compare yourself to others because you're all on separate journeys everybody's at different stages of their career of their lives you know so um I think that's an important thing to take away from that too yeah definitely and I think I think you just put it so well there I think it's sometimes so hard in this industry and in such a small country as well as Ireland too to I suppose put yourself out there it's such a daunting thing and you've said it time time and time again and it's it really is so true but Stephen can I ask you in in being in fresh and and witnessing all these young people um networking getting to know each other and really are putting themselves out there and their stories on the line it's really inspiring why do you think young people are so passionate about media and how would you encourage young people to keep that passion alive because it's everywhere now that's the scary thing I think when we were younger there wasn't such an accessible amount of I don't know for me anyway it was like there was cinema there was television there was radio now everything is there um so I think it ignites a passion in people um to create and I think that's really exciting because I think there's a, a lot of the time in the past a lot of people would have thought they were a creative person or they weren't whereas I think everybody is creative in some way now whether it be whatever they do putting up on their Instagram page or engaging with, you know, something on Twitter, maybe, or some of their, you know, on TikTok or, or anything like that. It's almost made everybody, like I said earlier, a, a content creator. So I think that ignites this sort of feeling for it. I guess it's that difference between isolating the reason why you want to do it, I think is, is one of the, 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 the important things, whether you want to do it because you want the riches and the fame and, you know, you want everybody to love you or whether you want to do good work and, and you want to, you know, do something because there's a passion behind it, you know. How did that passion like it, begin it, for you to, to work in media? How did it all start? I was a YouTuber. I was a, I was the OG. I was, yeah, the little loser in my room that everybody in school was like, what is he doing? What's YouTube? Because it was like 2006. So <laughs> YouTube was a, a year. So it wasn't what it is today. And I, I was a lonely little gay kid who didn't have many friends and wanted to find them online. So I kind of used the internet to do that. And then I found myself on YouTube watching these vloggers and like I remember having to explain the word vlog to people, <laughs> which is so funny in the current context. Um, but yeah, so I did that. And somehow within a year of doing it, I ended up becoming, I guess, the number one Irish YouTuber. And then um, I was flown over to America for by YouTube and Google to for this conference thing. I was 17 and um, I ended up on Fox News. <laughs> And there was an RT wow. producer in, in America who was watching and saw it and went, eh? <laughs> who the hell is this kid? And I had a TV show within six weeks. <laughs> so it was a, a pure luck and chance moment of, but again, I put myself out there. So I guess that was, that was what it was, but I, I didn't anticipate any, anything like that was going to happen. I, I really wanted to get into film or I wanted to get into something like that. And I guess when I was a teenager as well, I wanted to do acting, but I never did it because I was always afraid it would reveal my sexuality because acting is flamboyant, isn't it? So I was always kind of scared of doing it in that sense. But um, unfortunately, yeah, one day my, my one of my YouTube videos was put on the front page of Google.com, which is what they used to do. And everybody used Google. So the video got something like two or three million views in two or three hours. And unfortunately, then everybody in school knew what I was doing and thought I was an absolute freak so I yeah so I got that but I got into that and I started in my leaving cert year kind of working in RT and then 
navigated through kids television for a number of years and found myself in radio and, and documentary then as well. Okay, that's really interesting. I always think it's your story is incredible, Stephen. First of all, I mean how how it all just happens. It's mad, <laughs> it's crazy. But it's always I'm always really interested because so many um, male actors and male filmmakers have always said to me, "Yeah, I've got slagged for what I do," which always mm. has come across as quite a surprise to me because um, it's it's for for females it's quite difficult to get into an industry and to get into, I suppose, the media with with pay with pay differences and so many other things that I'm mm-hmm. not going to get into right now so I'm always kind of not, not surprised I'm aware of it now that you know a lot of males would get slagged necessarily for 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 putting themselves out there which is so sad and I think that's As so a teenager, disappointing. yeah, yeah and it I was that it was that thing you were afraid of just being someone being like you want to do acting that's so gay I'm like well <laughs> Well, I am gay <laughs> and I do want to do acting <laughs> so it was yeah it was that fear but it's that's the all-male school thing do you know what I mean and once I got the job in RT in sixth year I left and I went to another school and I kind of removed myself from that situation and and uh yeah removed myself from just people didn't understand like people were very much just like what the hell are you doing yeah because nobody did YouTube back then and even my parents were a little bit at the time like is he gonna get kidnapped like there was a lot of that sort of going on um but fortunately yeah fortunately right place right time yeah definitely and and look it's it's been I hope you don't mind me bringing this up but it's been a difficult time in Ireland for the LGBTQ plus community with unfortunately Mm -hmm. so many attacks and so many things being brought up now in the media um about about the LGBTQ plus community and with Pride Month coming up in June it is quite a uncertain time for a lot of people what would you say to any young person listening who might be part of the community or want to get into media and is just just scared to do so that's that's what my was I'm, I'm like I remember even I didn't come out till I was 19 my first year in RT I had a girlfriend so like you know she was great she was lovely she's now a stand-up comedian as well so fair play to her and she ended up working in radio and we ended up being on air together years later which is hilarious <laughs> she did the traffic and I was like Fiona <laughs> this is so weird but um yeah it, it can be I was always afraid of being labeled that gay presenter that was mm-hmm. always a fear of mine and now I look back and I'm like well, I'm almost ashamed of that if someone wants to call me the gay presenter call me the gay presenter whatever it's what I am yeah I am gay but it's also not who I am mm-hmm. but it was always something that I thought I would be pigeonholed into fashion and I was always like I like football and it's like well like that's someone's issue if they're putting people in boxes like that that's not anything to do with me and um I would say go into it. There are so many gays in media. There's gays everywhere. There's so many gays. So get in, do it. Like you'll thrive. Um, And yeah, I mean, there can be fear, obviously, in terms of being yourself within places like that or what you're opening yourself up to. You know, it's so unfortunate that in the current world that, you know, especially trans young people are probably going through the hardest time with anybody. And I can imagine the idea of putting yourself out there can be incredibly intimidating because you might think you're welcoming in the nasty side of, of, of life by doing it. But um, I would say, yeah, like just, just be yourself and stick to yourself. And like I said, that is your USP. There are so many people who I think their experiences of being LGBT has completely and utterly made them who they are and made them the broadcasters that they are. Be that people like Graham Norton or, you know, down to even me I don't think I'd be the broadcaster I'm today if I if I wasn't gay and um it's it's because you bring so much of yourself into it and your life experience and and all those things yeah 
Well, thank you for saying that, Stephen. And you know, it really is the power of, of, of being yourself and, and putting yourself out there in films. Look, there's so many filmmakers, I think, this year that really shared such just not even this year, but in past years that shared such, you know, beautiful and heartwarming stories. I mean, last year, uh, Ellen Nendercott won the award for uh, Irish Filmmaker of the Year, and she made a film about um, OCD. And then there was Sean Tracy this year who made the winning film, and that was about sexual assault. So it really is the power of telling stories of, of real life stories and real life issues and putting yourself out there and people's stories out there. And yourself, Gemma, what would you say about like being yourself as an artist, as, as a musician, how important is that? Oh, it's so important to me, you know. Um, I think it is one of those hard things to do because sometimes you are, you know, singing songs that are about quite personal things or things that have happened in your life that were maybe like a hard time. and. Um, it is scary to share those with an audience, um, but I also think it's important too because I have to remember that was also Gemma back in whatever year and that happened and that's made me who I am and I'd nearly be doing myself a disservice if I wasn't, you know, putting that into the world and taking away from those experiences and turning them into something um, nice you know um so I, I think it's really important um and again something that comes across on stage you know um your your message kind of comes across even online you know you can really tell when somebody is just being like their authentic self and it's the most refreshing thing to see um because it makes you really just like connect with that person even if you haven't met them which is the weirdest thing but at the same time it's so lovely like um i uh i follow somebody online and like every friday they go and do like a chinese review and i love it he brings his plates and he rates all the Chineses out of like spice level rating. He even was talking about the rice quality yesterday. And I just love it. And I'm like, you know, I've met you once in real life and you're great. And I want to know more and I'm hooked. So, you know, and he's just been completely himself and I just fall in love with that. Um, and yeah, I just, I think it's such an important quality to have. Um, sorry about the Chinese. Uh, <laughs> I need to get this, this, this profile. I want, like, I'm, I'm also starving now. <laughs> Definitely. You got us all hungry there, uh, Gemma. Listen, guys, thank you so much for coming on and sharing all your stories and, and just chatting so openly and honestly, unfortunately we are running out of time. So Gemma, I'm going to ask, um, you this first, what is a quote you live by and why? Oh, quote that I live by and why. This is not like an official quote, but um, I quote it myself. I don't know, I don't know who came up with it or who said it, but it's just more um, be present in the moment. And I've really, in the last couple of years for me, I've really tried to be that because sometimes I think life does move so fast. Um, and we do get carried away and thinking, oh, I need to think about the next thing, the next thing, even though something amazing could be happening and your mind's maybe like 10 million years away. Um, but I just think it's so important to take that kind of deep breath and just take in the moment because, um, you know, that moment will be gone forever, you know? So I, I just think it's a really important one to, to live by, so yeah. It's such a lovely one to live by and so important. And I think a lot of people come to realize that, especially in the last year with COVID and everything that's happened. Um, and Stephen, one thing you would like people to take away from our conversation here today. Yeah, the idea, same thing, the idea of why not, you know, if you can think about it and you really want to do it, then why can't you do it, you know? Um, and the stakes will happen along the way, but let them be the lesson to you to, to make the next thing 
the big, bigger and better than um, than what you've just done. Um, and enjoy it. Just enjoy it. That's the main thing. Enjoy your time. Enjoy everything. We're not here for a long time. We're here for a good time. <laughs> I love that, guys. Such amazing words. Thank you so much for coming on. And I really enjoyed chatting with you today. Thank you Thank for you. having us. Yeah. So that's all for this week's episode. I really hope you all enjoyed listening to it as much as I enjoyed recording it. Thank you all so much for listening to the very, very end. It really, really helped grow this podcast and keep it growing at the rate that it is. It's truly incredible. Thank you all for your support. Leaving a comment, uh, leaving a review and liking the podcast all helps immensely with growing this podcast and getting it to reach more and more people across Ireland and across the globe. So please make sure you do that before you leave here today. As ever, all the links that were mentioned in this episode will be down in the description box below. So until next week, thank you all and keep safe. Thanks for listening, giving us your time to tune in. Join Emily, same time next week on Talk About It. The intro and exit music you hear on every episode is by the very talented Hannah Kinsella. She's a singer-songwriter from Ireland in County Dublin. If you want to go show her some support, you can follow her on her Instagram page and YouTube at Busky Bops.